The Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE. It's electrified. Boogie, boogie, boogie. So you can boogie, woogie, woogie into the forest. Boogie. Boogie, woogie, woogie through the mud. Or boogie, woogie, woogie to work, where you boogie, woogie, woogie down the hall to your boss's office to tell him you quit. Then you boogie, woogie, woogie to the elevator as he boogie, woogie, woogies after you, begging, please, take me with you. The electrified Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE. Learn more at Jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the Big Thing Show. Going to be, this week, it's going to be some good questions coming in. You guys have submitted your questions. I had to pre-tape a couple of these, but um, there are some really great questions, I think, overall. So let's talk about it see what we got going on. But before you do that, hit subscribe, hit the like button, hit the notification button. I really enjoy the conversations we've been having lately. So uh, whether it's on Twitter, the YouTube community page here, my Facebook page, make sure that anytime I'm um, asking you guys some questions, please submit them. And if you're watching this on Premiere, please, 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 please make sure that you put your comments um, in the comment section as well. It helps interaction, let people see it. And obviously, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that podcasts are found, please um, go in and check that out there. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into the big thing. It's me. It's you. It's the show. Let's do it. Ah, am I ever going to get this right? Probably not. There it is. I'll have it for the next one. Stupid. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Big Thing. As I mentioned, if you want to see this... Tom Foolery stop with the uh, getting the logo wrong for everything. Let's get this show to a place where I can get an engineer and you don't have to worry about me doing it. If somebody got mad at me. I mean, everybody gets mad at you for something, but somebody got mad at me for saying the word simpleton recently. It, I don't think, I do not think that word means what you think it means. Simpleton means naive, foolish. And that's what I said about Stephen Grant in, um, in Moon Knight. He's a simpleton, 100%. Naive, foolish. Uh, Mark, Mark uh, Spector isn't, but Stephen's a simpleton. Sorry. The guy said, that's, that's low, man. I, said, well, what do you mean? I don't think you really realize what it means. I think you think it's a little bit more derogatory than it is. I mean, it's still derogatory. It's still not, a, not something great to say about someone, but it, it's more factual. Anyway. I feel people get offended about everything anyway, so who the hell knows? Who knows? I don't. But that one that one was like, oh, I don't think you I don't think that's the, the word you you think it means, my my friend. All right, let's get into some questions here. And I got some good ones. From you guys. Noah Bunch. In the Rocky Four soundtrack, Man Against the World is on the track, but I can't find it anywhere in the movie. Do you know where it is or why it's missing? I don't know. You'd have to ask Stallone on that one. I don't remember which one it is, Man Against the World. I, have to, I mean, I'm sure that if I heard it and listened to it, like, oh, there it is, but I can't find it anywhere in the movie. Do you know where or why it's missing? Is it? it I wonder if it's, in the, uh, if it's in the new director's cut. But no, I don't know the answer to that one, to be honest. I'm sorry. I don't know the answer to that one. Or doorknob. Boneless or boned? Boned. I know people love the boneless wings. Not me. I like I like the bones. I like I mean it's like the caveman in me. I guess I like having the blue cheese. I, need, I order a lot a lot of blue cheese, a lot of napkins when I'm ordering wings at, at anywhere. A lot of blue cheese, a lot of napkins, and um and then a, a plate for all the bones. Is it is it neat? No. Is it a bit gross? Yeah. But there's something about it. I don't know. I don't like a lot people. Anytime you'll see me, if someone, if we're around at the table and someone orders boneless wings and they get all excited about it, I'm always the one making this face. I don't like boneless wings. I've just never been a fan of it. It's kind of mush. People love them though. People love them. I, I, I don't. Do you? Okay. Next one. Great question though. That's why I chose it to be asked on the show. Jay Siraj. Are you still watching Halo? It's getting really good, man. I hope to hear your thoughts. Um, so I haven't bailed on it, but I haven't watched episode two, and I guess by the time this airs, episode three. Um, I will. I'm going to... What I'm going to try to do is I'm going to watch... See, Winston and I were very excited to go into it. He, he liked the first episode more than I did. I liked the first half of the episode, the first episode, really uh, a lot, actually. And then the second episode was just like the same. It's, I, I hated the second 
half of that episode because it was just something I've seen a million times over. The same story, the lone wolf and cub story, and the taking. I mean, the taking the mask off. It's just as far as like why is the uh, even even Mandalorian. I feel like you know he didn't kind of earned why he took his mask off and why he did it. Um, I don't have as much of a problem with everyone else, the, the video game nuts that don't want him to take the mask off. It's not for that. It's just I just didn't feel it was earned because. But I haven't seen episode two, but from what Winston tells me, Winston, Winston pulled me aside the other day when we were shooting Shmoda, and he's like, episode two is bad, man. So, I know, I got to check it out. I'm going to see. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll judge for myself. I'll probably watch two and three, maybe put an ep, episode review of the two of them. But, um, yeah, really, it, I, was, I was, like, so psyched when I watched that first half of that show and I was like oh I'm 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 in for the long haul on this one and then they went that direction with it and I was like mm. it was really turned off by it. it's amazing how quick I went from really enjoying the show to like saying I don't know about this one so we'll see what happens I'll watch episode two I'll, I'll judge it for myself and glutton for punishment I'll probably go to three. Oh, speaking of glutton for punishment the Jurassic Park um uh rewatch series we started doing the first one's up so for people that are looking for Lost World this week. You're not going to find it because, like I said, I'm pre-taping these. Um, we will do, we'll do a Lost World one probably the the in next week. But I did start watching it. Um, some bad stuff going on, and I I have to I have to go back and look at Spielberg's like catalog. But I feel like this is Spielberg's worst movie. I don't know if that's true, but I have to look. Um, and I think that there's it's I know that the gymnastics part was the thing that I didn't like the most. But there's just some stuff. It's it's not like horrendous. When I'm watching it, I can just tell you, and we'll discuss it at, at length when I'm with Winston and Coy. But there's something to ha- like at the very beginning. It's Ian Malcolm is like the full on star of the of this one. But when it starts out, and I like the idea of it. Like there's you, you know there's this little kid in the beginning of the movie who winds up the, the her and her family wind up encountering the dinosaurs that got off the. Or, or not got off the island, but they're kind of secluded away near the, the original island. And that kind of starts this whole expedition for Hammond to now send in a new team. Um, but there's a scene, and I, I mean, look, I, I definitely have not seen this movie since I saw it in the theaters in 97. It's, I've only seen because it was brand new to me as I was watching it again. Um, and there's a scene in the very beginning of the movie where Jeff Goldblum is on the subway and this idiot comes up to him. And it is the most overacted, stupid scene where he's telling him, like, you're the guy, right? You're the guy. It's so stupid. I was like, oh. And then there's a cool scene where he goes to Hammond's place. And and I'm not going to do the full rewatch now. But he goes to the Hammond's place and he sees the kids. And I like that. He has a cool conversation with Hammond. I was like, okay, this is cool. And he's getting into the conversation. His girlfriend is now on the island. And he's got to go. And Vince Vaughn shows up and all. It's it, fine. Okay. It's just kind of a generic sequel. But that that one particular scene, there's a lot of moments like that in the movie. But we'll get into it on the rewatch. But hey, okay, the, watch that scene again on the subway. Awful. So bad. Just like a completely different movie. It's it like how Newman was in the first one times a thousand. Horrendous. All right. Next one. Alex Torn, oh, same question. Have you caught up with Halo episodes two and three? Oh, so I guess two and three are already out? Shit, so maybe three and four. I don't know. Maybe I'm really backed up. I was never a diehard fan of the game, but I enjoy the lore. I think it's a good start for the show. All right, well, some people are liking it, so maybe I'll check it out. We'll see what happens. Scott Welsh. If you were to have a Favreau-style dinner for five, who would you be your four other dinner mates, including anyone living or dead? It's on the menu. It's always seafood or sushi for me. Um, or a good Italian dish. So I don't know. It's any, any one of those. Um, four dinner mates, anyone living or dead at any time period? Let's say Julia Roberts, 1990. Jim Morrison. I'd actually say Jim Morrison, 1970. Right before he passed. So I think he was starting to, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. Who knows? Any Anytime Jim Morrison. Um, Martin Luther King Jr., for sure. Um, and then, hmm. 
Bill Hicks. Now those would obviously change a million times over, but that's that was, those are the first four that came into my head. What a, what an interesting dinner it would be. It'd be a fun one. Uh yeah. All right, thank you. I like these interesting fun questions. That's a good one. Gilberto Yanis. Can you get team action to do one more match, and would you have Jessica manage them? I'm sure it was what most people want. Um, see, the the problem, the Jessica thing is this. Here's the, here's the, the Jen's a very good actress. People don't realize this, or maybe they do realize it. Um, but it's getting her to go away from the post interviews and getting into full on character stuff and doing all that and coming up with an angle. It probably, if we were going to do it, we probably should have done it in 2017, 2018, which was definitely mine. Uh, because Jen had just started with us at that point. So it's getting used to everything and getting into the rhythm, throwing her into a storyline. It just, uh, you know, um, if Jen wanted to come off the post interviews and, and just be a manager, she'd be a great manager, but I don't think that's something she's interested in. And honestly, I'm not really interested in that because I need her for the post interviews and keep watching for, there's a, obviously Andrew said what he said in the post interview. And I think that they're going to, there might be a little more follow up to that, but you never know what's going to happen. It's the, it's, it's the, it's the reboot and it's been a lot of fun. So thank you for that one. Okay. What's the next question? Dan Eugene, will we see a star Wars video game where Delta squad are the main characters again? Would love to see a direct sequel to Star Wars Repu Republic Commando. I mean, who knows, man? Um, it's this is one of those things where, and I said this in depth on the Star Wars and on the Sith Council. So I tried to actually go away from the Star Wars ones on this one, but that one made it way in. But what I said inside of the um, the Star Wars show, the Sith Council show, was that um, it's it's a matter of what what where they want to go with it and what their plan is overall and what is the overall goal and what stories do they want to tell. And I think that once we get past Star Wars Celebration, we're going to get a lot of information um, about TV for sure. They still stick with the, I think I give up, very high percentage that they'll announce one movie, a slower percentage that they announce two, and a, I think it was like ten or fifteen percent that they announced three movies, maybe. That that's then that's that's maybe too high for three. I think and I don't remember what I said, but I think it said like something like ninety five percent they announced one, um, forty or fifty percent that they announced two, so probably forty, and uh, and like five to ten percent they announced three. But we'll see. As far as TV shows, there's definitely gonna be a lot of announcements of TV shows. We'll see where where it lands, for sure. Travis Nickerson, can you address some questions in the voice of Rodney Dangerfield? You know what's funny about that, Travis, is that I when, I, when we did it, Brett and I, I was like, oh, I actually hit it. And sometimes I can hit it and sometimes I can't. It's just a matter of, hey, Wang, don't tell him you're Jewish. Uh, looks good on you, though. Well, does somebody step on a duck? I can't do it all the time. Sometimes I can't, but let's see. I'll try to get one. Not sure this was asked already, but out of curiosity, who sings the new intro for MTS? My brother-in-law seems to think it's Bonnie. Bonnie? I can't do it. I can't. There's no way I can't do it. It's like there's certain things I can do, and I think I have to be in the middle of a conversation with Brett. So I tried. I tried, Travis, and, and I bailed on it. But it is not. No, it's not Bonnie. It's David B. David B. sings the song for um for the Titans. And the way that came about, the Titans song was, I um I had this idea for Friday Night Titans where um there was a um it was you know I wanted to do like a Monday Night Raw thing. And have like a full on um, 90s, late 90s vibe to it. How it used to be Attitude Era and Nitro for WCW and, and what AEW is doing for Dynamite and all that stuff. And But I wanted to get that feel of like the Attitude Era Monday Night Raw thing. And, and David B is like a massive um, wrestling guy. So he knew it right away. And I'm like, look, I just want to get like that. And he said, you want lyrics? I'm like, yeah, I definitely want lyrics for it. I want some, like kind of singing over it the way that they did for like Degeneration X and all that. And he's like, I can I can do it. And and did he do it? And did he do it fast? He sure did. It. And it came out great. I love it so much. But yeah, it's um, it's David B. That's him singing. He can hit that high note, man. That's him. Okay, next. Gave up on that one pretty quick. Yeah, I did. Um, Wait, it's two for Harold. Ed Harold. Hey, question. Good morning. Two questions. Favorite film that you'd buy on Blu-ray DVD, but you can't 
but I can't be because they're not on Blu-ray DVD. Wait, favorite films you'd buy on Blu-ray DVD, but can't because they're not. Oh, I, I don't know. You know what's so hard about that, Ed? Is that, I mean, I love physical media and I have a ton of it. And I always say, please, 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 when people are either, if I can get it or send it, or I just got Spider-Man and everything too. But like, I'm not, I, I it's, it's one of those things now where I've also succumbed to the fact that I know that I can find everything on streaming. So there's a movie like, like, or on, on the internet, right? Like, I think, I don't know if like Pump Up the Volume is one of my favorite movies and I couldn't find that for the life of me. And I don't know if I, I don't think I could find it anywhere, like Blu-ray or DVD. I, I don't know. I think you'd find it on like eBay or something. Um, but I wound up watching the whole thing on YouTube. They have it in like parts on YouTube because you can't, I think because that movie, there's so much music in it, like the, the licensing, they couldn't, the streaming services couldn't get it or whatever. You can't find that movie anywhere. So that's the one, that's the first one that comes to mind. Uh, okay, what's the, what's the next one? A studio is making a Schmozno movie about you and Mark Ellis. How You Met began Schmozno, the Schmozno show, Toad Hop, AMC Collider, and the Schmodown. Now, now cast it. You marked the SK show. Thanks, and let's go. I'd say I'd like, like Sudeikis for myself, Topher Grace for um, for Ellis. Um, there's just too many other people to cast, but those, those, are the, those are the two that I would say for casting. And let's go Yankees, 100%. Um, yeah, the, the, the rest of it, as far as casting the whole entire show and everybody else there's just so many people i don't i don't know how to do it the only one i say is like will, will forte maybe for uh for um ken right will forte yeah okay moving on let's go next one here thank you ed Oop. oda renata linkstead oldedal I hope I got that right. I feel there's no way. With all four of those names, I, I definitely messed up. Tell me how many of those names I messed up. Oda Renate, Linkstad, Ododaw. How many of your names did I just mess up? If I was to guess, I would say all four of them. But let me know. Boring yet, I think, fun question. Which five people? Oh, wait. So someone asked me that already. Are you the second person to ask me that? Great minds think alike. Well, I just basically just brought you in to mess up your name because I answered that one before, so I apologize. Dean Lewis, is the FCL coming back? That's a, Look, so the FCL is something that I was I, – I love the FCL. I love what it did, and it was something that I am still fighting very much so to make sure that we, that we do. And everyone is, to be completely honest with you. It's a matter, like I said to you guys, as far as why live events cease and everything else, we, we made a heavy strategy to focus on the studio stuff. And there's only when you, any business, you say, okay, here's the plan. This is what we'd like for budget. And they go, well, we can't give you that. We can give you this. Well, certain things have to then fall to the wayside if you can't get the budget that you want. Um, so FCL has been discussed and it's not, if it was gone and wasn't coming back, we make an announcement, but we have, we're behind the scenes. We're very much so trying to make a way for it to come back. Brad is very much trying to make it come back. Uh, PLD, Dwayne, everybody really wants it to come back. I want it to come back. Skybound wants it to come back. We're just trying to figure out how to make it work, um, that it makes the most sense. So it's not dead. No, it's not dead. Okay. Um, next question. Mike Joyce, what's your most anticipated summer movie this year? It's really hard not to say Doctor Strange because of all the hype that came off of Spider-Man and, and kind of where it goes next is like part two of that movie. So it's hard not to say that one, but I'm also very excited for Top Gun. Um, let me look at the list out of the ones. If I, let me see what, which ones I can run. Jurassic World I'm looking forward to. I wouldn't say that it's in my top, but let's see. Current movie releases coming out in the summer. Um, I will tell you which ones I'm really looking forward to. All right, so obviously for me, I think right now I'm going to put Doctor Strange as number one. That's that's coming in. We're going to we're going to we're going to say that the May starting in May is the summer season. Okay, I know officially it's not summer, but but Doctor Strange in the multi that's that's number one. Then I both coming out in May. Then I put Top Gun in there for right now. Uh, Jurassic World out of those three, that's the third. Lightyear's in there, but it's not most anticipated. Um, Elvis is up there, still not the most anticipated. Minions, yeah, sure. Thor, Love, and Thunder starts to... I, maybe Thor, Love, and Thunder goes in the three spot. So it would be uh, Doctor Strange, Top Gun, Thor, Love, and Thunder. Um, 
what else? Bullet Train, I'm really looking forward to. I don't think that movie's... I hope I'm... I, that one, I'm, I've never wanted to be wrong more. I think Bullet Train is going to bomb in the theater. I think it looks so fun. I think it looks so good. I just think that people feel like they can watch that type of movie on streaming now. And I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. Um, and that's really it. Summer movie season is... I mean, here are the big ones that you really got coming out, again, starting back from May. There's really not a lot of great stuff. I mean, I shouldn't say great stuff. There's just not a lot of stuff that's... There's Doctor Strange, Firestarter, Downtown, uh, Downton Abbey, Bob's Burgers, Top Gun, uh, Watcher, Jurassic World Dominion, Lightyear, Elvis, Minions, Thor. Mm, nope. Nope is one. That's a, that's a highly anticipated one for me as well. Uh, Bullet Train. Yeah, man. Uh, Beast. I don't know which one that is. And then the rest of it just kind of fades out once you get to, yeah. So it's not a, not a really massive summer so far. Who knows? I don't know, man. That's, that's, that's what I'm looking at. What are you looking at? What the hell are you looking at? That's what I'm asking you. What do you think? What do you guys, th- I'm serious though, what do you guys think? Do you think that uh, this is something that you really want to see? Which one is the one that you really want to see? I'm very curious. I'm very curious to see which one you guys want to see. Uh, out of all of them that that's coming out, what's your highly anticipated one? Curious. All right, what should be highly anticipated for you is Athletic Greens, though. I've been telling you about Athletic Greens. How many people, since I've been talking about it, how many people have tried it? Don't lie to me. You should. It's awesome, and I got one. Uh, check this out. I'll show you right now. I got another one right here. Hold on, let me get it. Athletic Greens. I'm loving it, man. Love Athletic Greens. And have you seriously though? Have you guys tried it out? Because here it is. I've been using it a lot, and I talk to you every single time I bring this up. I talk to you about how uh, Brett was raving about it and talking about it. It's incredible. I've been doing it. It boosts your energy up. It it doesn't taste like you see, every time you try to take like these healthy things, you just think, oh, that tastes healthy. And it doesn't. This is like a mild tropical taste, and I look forward to it. You just take one scoop of Athletic Greens, and, you know, when you do it, 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics. It, it just helps to start the day right. I, I dig it. I do it in the morning, get the day rolling. It benefits my lifestyle. Uh get my energy going and so it's and it's lifestyle friendly for people too whether you're vegan dairy free gluten free all that stuff you it's it it supports it It also supports better sleep quality recovery costs less than three dollars a day you're investing in both your health and it's cheaper than the cold brew habit i can tell you that much you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance it has over seven thousand five-star reviews and it's recommended by professional athletes right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. It's that easy. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. But what you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash big thing, athleticgreens.com slash big thing, take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I'm telling you, try this stuff out. And please let me know when you do. That's, that's the other thing. I always want to know when you guys are trying stuff, no matter what it is, please let me know because um, obviously it's, it's good for the show, but it also, I don't really do these things unless I think the audience is going to like it. And I think you're going to like this. Every time I bring it up, I had Chris Van Bleed on, as you guys saw. If you didn't watch that episode from Monday, you should. But he was on and I told him, yeah, I gotta, I'm doing uh, one of my reads for the, for the sponsors. And he's like, well, who is it? I'm like, Athletic Greens. He goes, I love Athletic Greens. I'm like, yeah, we'll talk about it once, once you're... Uh, and Koi loves it. It's great. So you guys should check it out. All right, let's keep going. That was the last one. Now here is the next one. Trash Panda. Back in 2020, you had mentioned talking to Skybound about the Flirts and Flowers mockumentary. You ever think about revisiting that idea? You got a lot of great comedic talent on your team that can make some hilarious interviews. Uh, not yet, because we got to get to a place where I think that I, I'm not, I mean, I, I'm very aware the fact that like my time is very split between both this channel and the um, and the Schmodown channel right now with Titans and everything too, and there's not been a lot of stuff to really cover yet in 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 this world. So I make sure that we do big thing three times a week, 
and we have uh, Sith Council once a week. But I like doing the short form videos and all that. And I think that we need to build up the channel and big thing more before I'm putting out documentaries on the flirt and flowers. It's something that I definitely want to do down the line if it's fun, you guys. But I don't want to, what I don't want it, what's hard, it, it, it's soul crushing when you, when you put that much time and effort into something and then it gets like 5,000 views. It's like, I don't want it, to, it's, it's like there's something like, Perfect example is I think that that thing that Brett and I did on Santa Claus on this show was one of the funniest things I've ever been involved in. It was hilarious. We laughed our asses off, and I watched it back so many times just to get a laugh. I'll still go back and watch it. I clipped it out, and like hardly anybody watched it. And I was like, oh, it's so heartbreaking when people don't know what it thing, a thing is. They go, I don't know what that is. I don't know what the thumbnail is. I don't care about that. I'm not watching it. And it's every right for them to do that. But it, it's, it's soul crushing. So when it comes to that, it's like I don't want to put all that time and effort into doing it as a flirt and flouse. Plus, if you were going to do it, you probably had to do it at the time when flouse was trending on Twitter. So probably not. But thank you for asking. Luke Stuttered asked three of these. And the first one, he says, when growing a YouTube channel, how do you about going designing thumbnails and titles for growth? Well, that's a tricky situation altogether. I've been working um, with a few different people on that. And, and it's like, like I said, there's many times over, like I'm always, I'm very appreciative of people who give um, thoughtful there's people sometimes who are just, I don't know what it is. People just lie, love to be dicks. Some people just love to be dicks. And instead of saying things like, hey, maybe they could try this. It's just like just negative shit. They want you to just be, they just want to be negative. Can't listen to that kind of stuff. And you got to try to do certain things, right? And you got to try to see what works. And you got to listen to the audience, things that they like. Like, so I'll use like Titans for an example. Um, we were trying something with the Friday Night Titans episodes where we wanted to try to get new viewers in that we put, we took, we stopped putting like the competitors on the thumbnails because we said, okay, new viewer might not know who Ben Bateman is or Rick Radis is. So why do they want to click? So then we started kind of thinking and talking about the thumbnails on the match cutouts. So like it makes more sense if you do put the, and, and Greg, Greg Alba, who I was talking with from Real Rejects, we had a long conversation about it and, and Terry Lynn and, and Thad over at Skybound had suggested things similar in the past where we should, kind of do a mixture of both and make sure that we had a full-on like you it said movie trivia and greg was very helpful with the language of it so we tried that out and so it's, the answer to your question luke is trying new things and don't be afraid to try new things no matter how much people are negative um and that's the that's that's the bottom line so you gotta, you gotta keep trying and you see what pops and you see what works like for me what i like to do for my channel um, what I've noticed had works more is that I was doing some stuff on like reviews and reactions and things of that nature where I would have um, someone make the thumbnail for me and they weren't doing as well as when I would just pop something in OBS. I would take a screenshot from the review or me watching something and then I add a couple of the graphics into it and that seemed to do better. Uh, with the big thing, I have uh, um, someone who's doing the thumbnails for us and, and he's in Spain. How's that? is doing the the thumbnails for us and he does really great thumbnails and I just try to mix things up and he's also doing the thumbnails for a schmodown also so yeah so it's just a matter of just trying things out you just got to keep trying what advice would you give someone starting a new YouTube channel it's I mean this is like the kind of age-old one and that's a matter of just put your heart and your soul into it be yourself and and you and don't mess and comment back to people talk to people establish your relationships with your audience for sure, even if your audience is six people, talk to them, get to know them, have more stuff, you know, and and I would also say do short form content because what I've definitely noticed uh, over the course of, and no matter what Reddit says, this is actually a, a full on thing that I did a, a study with a bunch of people that I met with and Greg Alba being one of those people too. There are certain people that can still do live for sure and live will favor you and the algorithm. YouTube is not promoting um, live as much as they were in the past. And I know that there was this whole Reddit thread. My boy, Alphabet Soup over there, what up, homie, um, was doing, um, was saying that it was a matter of me uh, n just not being able to capitalize on a live audience anymore. It's just not being promoted as much anymore for certain channels. It's not to say I won't do it anymore, but I would say that for live, it's hard, it's, it, they're not pushing it as much. So I would, recommend if you're going to do long form stuff continue doing your long your your long form stuff and then and then um do short form stuff because short form stuff helps get the audience in that's certainly what we've done over here 
And um, yeah, I think that's maybe two. The three is when it comes to social media, what is your favorite to be a part of? I would have to say right now, currently, here on the YouTube comments. It's the most positive and the most fun that I've had interacting. I I really stay away from, um, like, I'll be completely honest with you, and people know it, and I goof about it. Reddit really stresses me out uh, in a way that, and they'll, and they'll have a thread about it after I say this too, but in a way, like, there's, so, there's a lot of good people over there too. But And please, and I'm actually putting this out there too, Alphabet Soup, my boy. If you want to do like a full-on stream yard with me and you, I'd love to because I don't know what it is. I don't know if I pissed in your cereal one day or whatever it, it might have been, um, but that dude fucking hates me. I don't know what it is, no matter what it is, and he just keeps going after me. But um, that type of thing, I try to stay off because that, I think Reddit honestly was hurting my mental health, and that's and it's not on, it's not on them. That's on me. They, they're allowed to discuss whatever the hell they want to. So I don't really necessarily love going over there because no matter what it is, it just seems like they don't like me. And there's not, and that's, and Luke, that's the thing for you. You have to find the place that you like to be on. If you, I think it's very good for promotion. And as much as I say that, I think Reddit is very important for the Schmodown. If it's not a matter of saying like, oh, if you could shut down Reddit, would you? No, because they're 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 still watching because they're fans and they want the show itself. I hope they want the show itself to do well, whether they like me or not. But it's very important for the show, and it's a discussion, and they're they're constantly they're very passionate over there. So no, I would I would not want to I would not want to shut that down. But it's hard. I I have to stop going there because for my own mental health, like it's it's affecting me in a way that I just I I don't think is right for anybody around me. Um, and again, I'm not putting it on them. I'm putting that on me. I have to choose, you, like you have to choose on social media where you go and what you do and where you like to be. And I would actually say that maybe Instagram also. Instagram is, is I don't post there as much as I probably would like to. And TikTok's fun to, now I think the Schmodown TikTok is, is a blast. Like we've been, we've been doing a lot of fun there. Uh, David Michael Frank and Ben Bateman have helped build that up. We're at over 50.2K right now. So, um, we're uh yeah it's i don't know it, it just it it goes back and forth and i i had this conversation i don't necessarily love social media um i like it to promote i think it's it's helpful i mean shit this is social media right but it's just i think that over the I, it's it's as as it does to some people and some people love integrate it's definitely taken a toll on me and and even as i bust on on, on alphabet soup i think he might have been the one that made that comment about patreon whatever it is and i had kind of stepped back on it and said like i know that I got upset about it, went after him. If that was him, I don't remember. I think it might have been. But if it was, and I said, you can't, and I said to myself, you can't do that. They can say whatever the fuck they want. That's, that's part of being a fan. You can, do, you can do that. I just, for my own well-being, and I still stupidly go in there sometimes, and I'm like thinking, oh, maybe today is the day they're going to go, oh, that was a good move that he did today. And it's like, no, they're not. They're, it's just for some reason that's not, like, I think the last week he was, he, and but this is, this is the difference, right? The difference is, as a wrestling fan, I go in and I see stuff that, let's say, Vince McMahon or Tony Khan or anybody does. I'm certainly not comparing myself to those two guys. But, like, when you're in the position of running everything, you're putting yourself and your creative choices on display to then say, for people to say, we like that or we don't like that. And this fucking guy, he just was tearing into my choices, bad writing, this and that. And I'm like, I want to go, you fucking motherfucker. And I'm like, oh, you can't. You can't do that. That is his right as a fan. To say I think the writing shit. The same way that I, when I go see a movie, I say, ah, I didn't like the writing. It was terrible. And somebody looks at me and goes, fuck that guy. I think we both have the right to say that. He certainly has the right to say it. Doesn't like, I mean, I'm very proud of the show. I'm very proud of everything that was going on and the reasoning behind it. That's the other thing. People don't know the reasoning behind it. But like for some reason, I don't know what it is. I think I just, there's some reason. That's why I'd love to do a StreamYard show with that guy. To find out, first of all, find out. Maybe, maybe it's somebody in like that had in the past has had a beef. I don't know, but I'd love to do something with it. I'm talking to you. Um, I would love to because I want to know what it is, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on what it is. But then again, that's not his right. That's not his his obligation to do that. He's like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm a fucking fan, and and I'm gonna. And if I don't like the shit that you're writing, I'm gonna fucking write about it and read it. And he has every right to do it. I just, for my own being, I've got to say no. I just, I just can't. I can't look at it anymore. I just can't. I got to tell. And it's the same reason I same things I used to tell people when they would 
like because it would hurt there was a lot of competitors that the comments were like hurting their mental health really badly and it was affecting them and i said stay off the comments just stay away from it and it's easier said than done when you're putting yourself out there we are human beings you know so it's a long way to answer uh i don't know what the fucking uh my favorite one is i have no idea all right next one let's see Ian Smart, where's the ambulance review? Oh man, I'm telling you, I had the invite for it, and this is the, this is the problem. This is the problem of the balance that I was telling you about. I really wanted to see Ambulance. I wanted to see. There was a couple movies I was I was wanted to see. Sonic. I was going to catch up on. There were three movies I was going to catch up on, but we shot for Schmodown. We shot three days. We shot a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and we shot from you know eight in the morning until like nine at night, whatever it was. And by day three, I needed I needed a day or two to just get all right, chill, relax. Don't do anything. And then the screening was like the next day, and I was like, I have to miss it. I just couldn't. It was the balance of it. Um, I won't be missing Doctor Strange. I won't be missing these other movies, but um, I had to miss that one. I know. And I, and I was going to see it. I was going to see it over the weekend, but I, I went and did some stuff with the family, so I had to balance it. So it was just it was a, it's, a bal- it's a tough balancing act at the moment as we're like kind of in the, in the thick of uh, the Schmodown season. So, all right. Next one. But I do want to see it. I do want to see it. Look at that. I've perfectly done that. Thunderwolf, just a suggestion. You should watch The Legend of Vox Machina on Amazon Prime. It's based on Critical Role. I know, I know, man. I've heard great things about it. I mean, whether or not it's it's Dominic Monaghan who's in it or Mark Bernardin working on it and, and Matt Mercer, who was um, who was one of the early guests on Schmoes No back in the day. I would I'd hear great things about it. I'd love to watch it. I just don't, and I also don't know, I think, enough about it. That doesn't mean a reason why I shouldn't watch it or not, I, I, of, of course. But I'm just saying, like, I, I probably one of the reasons I would want to watch it. But I'm also watching a lot of other shit right now, things i got to watch. But um, eventually, you know, the same way that I stumbled upon, um, oh, God, that's the one that I'm thinking of. Holy shit. Arcane. Um, like, that's, like, that's not stumbled upon. I was, I was told by you guys a thousand times over to watch it, check it out. And I finally did. And it took a while to do. All right, before we move on, it's going to be a shorter episode today. But before we do and move, before we move on, I, I do want to let you know about MeUndies. And I've talked to you about MeUndies many times. If you've been following us in Schmoes. No, you know it. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, Star Wars was born. And what was born not even that long ago was MeUndies' newest Star Wars collaboration. Star Wars is back with MeUndies doing more prints featuring your favorite characters. So you guys know how much I love Star Wars. And you know that I love the Emperor and, and Grogu. Grogu's all over these things. Look at that. Um, Grogu's right there. Death Star and Death Star. Put the stone troopers on your butt. MeUndies loves partnering with your favorite shows and movies. It's not the first time they've done anything with Star Wars. You guys know that from following me in the past. They've done uh, collaborations and they're doing it again. They're back this time with two limited edition prints. They have the Lightspeed and they have Rebel Squadron. You can match your favorite person in the galaxy or go solo, and they have soft undies, socks, loungewear, dog hoodies, and more from uh, extra small to four extra large. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you're going to get 15% off and undies shipped right to your door. But to get that 15% off on your first order and 100% satisfaction guarantee, head on over to MeUndies.com slash big thing. That is MeUndies.com slash big thing all right let's get a couple more in here let's see see how many i can get to before we close it up close shop for the day are there any recent current comics you read this is james diesel crossover by donny cates is a super meta and up your alley it's recommended so you know what it is james i'm sure that i'm sure it is and and i think that what what happened was i remember when th- th- it's Always, whether it's a book or a comic or something, it just kind of finds its way to me, right? Whether it's the Star Wars ones are, it's because I was covering stuff for Jedi Council. It was easier for its way to find its way to me. But I remember watching when I was working at Warner Brothers and I had these bunch of comics. Even, look, before I was doing Jedi Council, I don't even know how the Darth Bane, I still, to this day, have no idea how the Darth Bane novel, the first one, wound up on my bookshelf. And this is before, this is before Far, Far Away. This, This is like in... Shit, this is like 2005, 2006. I don't know where the hell it came from. I don't know how. I just remember one day I was working somewhere, and I was like, what is that? What is that book? I don't even know what that is. And I started reading it, and I couldn't put it down. And I had it for years. I don't even know how the hell I got it. So that's one of those ones I did think just kind of found its way to me. Um, Why the Last Man? So bummed that that series 
neat shit because I love the, uh, the the graphic novel was so good. That found its way to me. Uh, there are other ones that just kind of found its way to me. I don't. I'm not like Coy and Winston where I know all the trends and everything going on in comics. I don't. Um, it's and I I just and especially now like when I was younger, yeah, I I remember when I was real young, the the Marvel GI Joe comics couldn't miss a, a single issue. I was reading every single one, um, but that just kind of faded out in time. Now I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm probably never gonna read the one that you just suggested to me. It's not it, it it crossover, but it sounds it sounds great, sounds fun, but I'm probably never gonna get to it. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you and say you know be one of those people who say oh yeah check it out. Um, who knows? Maybe one day it'll it'll just appear in my shelf. But uh, I hope I hope it turns into a movie or something because that's probably more likely for me to check it out. Adam Felbel, do you think Robert Eggers will be three for three when The Northman comes out? His movies are great, in my opinion. What are your thoughts? I do think he's going to be three for three. People are losing their minds over this thing, and I'm go. This is what I'm actually going to see. So I, I'm ready to have the screening lined up. Uh, there's been a ton of screenings, and I think I call, I'm going to. I reserve for the, the the last possible one because being out of town and and stuff. When I and I I finally finally locked it down. I'm going to see it, and I'm excited to see it. This one is to me a little bit more up my alley. Uh, his other stuff was really good. But I think for me, um, this is more something that I want to, um, it, it looks more in my genre, for sure. The, the stuff that he, he did, what he, and because obviously with Lighthouse and um, The Witch, this one I think is a little different. I don't know. You know, I didn't even watch the trailer because I'm in. And I didn't react to it or anything to and I, I'm just, I'm in. And I want to see it. I think it's going to be a movie everyone raves about. And it's he's becoming one. Of, we always talk on this show about the directors that get people into the theater now. He's becoming one of those guys because of the stories that he puts out there and the way that he presents it. So um, it's, uh, I'm excited to see it. I don't, I don't know enough about the let, – let's see, let's see in general what the – I don't even know if it's a horror movie or not. And it doesn't seem like one, from the, but that, that's not necessarily true. It's – Let's see what it, how it. I didn't even, I didn't even know Nicole Kidman was in this. See, I know nothing about this movie because I knew Alexander Skarsgård. They're reuniting those two. I had no idea. What's the genre? You really didn't say. I mean, you guys will be able to tell me because you've seen the. That was action-filled epic. Yeah. See, this is this is way more my, way more my my style than the horror stuff. So. I don't want to watch the trailer. I don't want to watch. I just want to see the movie. Because this is, that's, yeah. But, yeah, I think he's going to be three for three for sure. People are already talking about how great this movie is. So, um, I'm excited for it. All right, let me do a few more, and then we'll call it a day. I keep saying that, but. Adam Fabel, Hey, Christian, are there any properties you'd like to see turn into a movie or a TV show that hasn't been yet? If so, what are they? Thanks. Um, any properties you'd like to see turn into a movie? I know they always talked about Mask. That would have been one. I think could be really interesting. Black Star was one I always thought would be interesting as a TV show, especially now. I want everything to be TV shows. Uh, I'm so sorry that I keep saying this, but Night's Over Republic is a TV show. I know you're bored with it, but it's true. Um, those are the ones that come to mind. There's a remake that I'd like to see of The Slugger's Wife. If everybody knows what that is. I think they can actually do it where it's a lot better. Oscar film forecast, and I'm I'm 2000. I'm 2000. Oh, in 2023. Um, hello, I am 2023. Uh, in 2023, we have both Dune Part 2 and Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer film with a huge cast. Villeneuve and D Nolan are some of the best modern directors, and neither have gotten their due at the Oscars yet. Which one do you think is a better chance at winning that this year? That's hard to say. That's hard to say when you haven't seen a trailer for You don't know. I mean, Denis has a good shot. Because of look at all the love that Dune got for part one. And once you put part one together with part two, it's going to feel like a big six-hour or almost five-and-a-half-hour movie. So he's got a better shot unless that actually hurts the movie also. Like, ah, this is just a second half of the first movie. and Or they feel like people who, because people really love that first movie, that they kind of give him the, the nod. Um, now I don't know about Nolan on the second uh, on that, that movie because 
His last one was Tenet was, I thought was, I, I'm going to go back and watch Tenet again. Um, I definitely watched it in subtitles and I think understood it more than most people did because they didn't watch it with subtitles the first time. You should definitely watch it with subtitles. Um, and it was interesting, but I think he went a little too, I know, he went a little too deep in that one. But I don't know. This one could be great. I love, I always look forward to Nolan stuff. Who's got a better shot? I mean, you would think subject matter with the Academy, you would assume Nolan has the better shot from subject matter alone out of the two of them. But in reality, it'll probably be somebody else completely. Well, who knows? But it's a great question. Great question. Neil Varma, what was your favorite Schmoes no phase and why? Yeah, phase three, hands down. Phase three. It felt the most like the radio show that I always kind of wanted it to be. Um, yeah, phase three. It was easily the 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 best for sure, and I think the f the very first phase of it with um. I think my the, my favorite phase was with me, Mark, and Ken came in as producer, Makuga background, Tiffany and Katie, um. And when JT came in as intern, Shoesy Pants and Dagnino came in, like that was my favorite. I think it was the most on it was it it's the most where it felt like on friends and like it just felt like everybody was tight knit. And it was just, I felt like us against the world at that point. And there was no, like, you know, you just felt like you, you looked around and you just, all you saw was friends. Um, that to me was, was the, that was my favorite. And it was just, a, it was a lot of laughs. And it was, I think, I think it was cut short too soon. Not, and not because of us, because Heidi and Frank got their gig over on um, KLOS. And they, they, cause Frank was, for those people who didn't know, Frank Kramer ran Toad Hop and had this whole thing, and he was going to run a full-on podcast network, which I think would have been very successful down the line, especially with how it turned out. You know, with the but this was before like the real big podcast kind of boom, and he was in the forefront of it at the WeWork Studios. Um, but he got the radio gig that at KLOS with him and Heidi again, and they said we got to focus on this, and and they decided not to go down that route, and um, and that's for him, it, it was the right choice. It just for us, it was like we then didn't have the studio anymore and we were then like we were without a studio. So that then led to us going to um, the Drama 3-4 studios, which eventually led us to the AfterBuzz uh, house, which we weren't on AfterBuzz, we were at the house. And there were some fun times on that one also. I thought there was a lot of good times on that one. And then I just think that the show kind of got away from us um, a little bit. We just went kind of caught up in the, in the, um, in the, I don't know. It was just, it was harder to, sustain that kind of it, it there were times where it started to feel and, and I, I'm not speaking for everyone I'm just speaking for myself where it started to feel a little bit more like work and you could tell sometimes tensions were high and sometimes sometimes people just you know we had some fun times at that studio for sure it was just it was also very hard for me because of, of my because of when we were doing toad hop I would be working or whatever it is and I drive to toad hop to do my thing but at during phase six, it's working a collider all day, and then to do the show, I was exhausted. I was tired, and then I was—I even think I took like what six months to almost a year of not even doing the show at that one point, where I'd come in every once in a while. Um, so yeah, my favorite was three. It felt the most like um, like that that vibe of that show that I always kind of wanted to do. I think it was my most fun. Um, okay, next question. What's your five top, five top moments of your career for you from TJ Thomas? I don't know what top five. This is some fun ones and good ones that I can think of off top. I mean, I would definitely put, even though I becoming a regular at the comedy store is definitely up there. And that was November of 2002. Um, and the journey to get there and the people that I met kind of going there. That was, that was, that was definitely one of them. Um, writing for the WWE, albeit very short, it was still a, it was still a nice accomplishment for it 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 allowed it it taught me things about myself that and and kind of a journey of what you needed to do um getting the schmodown weekly on collider big moment because it again um allowed uh, again it ties into the wrestling thing where i always wanted to run a wrestling fight promotion and and i did it through the space that i was in so that was fun and i think that also 
goes toe in toe with starting a YouTube channel with Mark because Mark, you we you you get you sometimes in life you just don't find you don't find someone that you can vibe with the way that I vibe with Mark. And um, we from two thousand and eight until two thousand and sixteen. Or shit, even, no, that's not true. 2019, really. We ran that channel together, and yeah, sure, we had little spats here and there, but nothing, like, like I was thinking about it today. Like, there's no one in the world besides, like, my my family and, you know, my immediate family and my wife that I trust more than Mark Ellis. And I think that that's probably a career moment because not only to build, like, a, lifelong friendship like and i don't know if i ever talked about it on air specifically but like everyone says it about mark you know so everyone loves mark because he's just a very kind person yes he's silly he's goofy sarcastic but he's the most kind genuine friend you will ever meet ever and will do anything for you um when my brother passed mark was very there again besides my immediate family there was no one that was there for me the way that Mark Ellis was. Let's leave it at that, the things that he did. But I just, from that day, I mean, I was ready. I was ready going to be like, you know, like it was always, you know, who's around you and who you feel is like a real friend who's, who's, who are, who you're loyal to, who are loyal to you. And Mark was, is, you never question it. And I never did beforehand. But then, like, after that whole thing, it's like, yeah. So, Meeting Mark and being, it's like a overall thing. I think meeting Mark was probably a career moment because it led to a lot of things. So, um, I mean, it's hard not to say career moment, like interviewing Harrison Ford and um, and being able to, you know, talk to the Star Wars cast for Force Awakens with Fandango. It was a, it was a big one. The real big one. So those are, I don't know if that's, if that's five or not, but that's, that's, uh, those, those are a lot of good ones. All right, this was only supposed to be a half an hour show, so probably going to have to do one of these this this week. Um, okay, let's see if there's... Shit, there's only a couple left. I might as well finish this one up and probably only do one. James Diesel again. First concert, best concert, last concert. First concert, um, Brian Adams and Def Leppard. It's the first concert. Best concert, Guns N' Roses at the uh, Dodger Stadium. I think it was 2016. Um, I thought they were going to be terrible. I thought that, oh, man... It's not going to have it anymore. It's fantastic. My wife and I had it. was such an incredible, incredible night. Last concert was Rod Stewart at the Hollywood Bowl. Great great question. Jesus CM. What would you think of WrestleMania and Cody Rhodes going back to WWE? I think it was a good move for Cody Rhodes. Uh, and interesting, you know, especially when I, I had Adi Shankar on, he gave his insight. He didn't have any insight insight, but he had just some insight on why he thinks, you know, um, Cody left and the idea of – ideas of when you're working with somebody and you think you have one idea of where the show should go and somebody has another one and, and you have an opportunity where money kind of comes around and, and offers you something and, and you're going to get a position in a, in a big company on a big stage, you take it. And that's exactly what he did. Um, and I thought he performed very well on that, on that match. I still haven't finished night two of WrestleMania and I will, like I said, it takes me a long time to finish anything. Um, so I'm going to be, excuse me. I think that I'm going to do, um, the uh, I I watched night one and I thought night one was great, but then and I also I think another reason the hesitation with night two is that I just heard it wasn't as good, because night one was great and those and and I think it led from I think it was Becky Lynch and um, Bianca and then right into Cody and um, I think I don't remember and Cody into Seth Rollins, which I thought they both I thought the the storyline of the way that Seth Rollins overplayed it into Vince's office was so stupid, but I love but he's he, I I like Seth Rollins a lot. Um, but I think, and, and I thought the match itself was great and they put on a great show and I thought Cody put on a great show and looked good. And, and the fact that he's over there made sense. I just, the whole buildup of like the over, like it's, are they going into the golden age villains again? If so, then is everyone going to be like that? Cause it was like, he walks in and he's like, ha, 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 ha. I was like, where did that come from? It was so, it was, I was just like, oh, this is bad. But the match itself, it led to a great, it led to a great match. It was just a, a minor a minor thing in the lead up to it. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. I, I do watch the big events, and I'll probably watch Backlash with um with my daughter. 
who's who loves it. She really wants to go to WrestleMania next year too. All right, next one. The Librarian of Alexandria. Is there a movie that does not have a sequel that you would want? Dread. Yeah. That's pretty easy for me. Dread. Chris G., a wrestler you want to see get a biopic, and who do you want to see play them? That's a tough one because I think WWE has too much of a hold on a lot of them. Like a Vince McMahon one, like a real Vince McMahon one, would be great. I know that they're talking about one, but I think he's got a lock on it. You're not going to get all this stuff. You're not going to get the steroid stuff and the, the other women and, and all this stuff too. That was there, the, the controversies, the stuff that they said that he's done like that, that are wrong. I want all of it. I want all of it about the empire and how the empire was built, but like, that's like a mini series, but not, not by him. I don't want to see it done by WWE cause you're not, you're going to get two, you're going to get, you know, sugar coated glasses on that one. So, um, same thing with the Hogan one. I think that it's going to be fun to watch Chris Hemsworth play Hogan, but it's not going to be a deep dive into it for sure. You're going to get the you're going to get the the version of Hogan that we all saw when we were kids. Not not ultimately what I mean. There's some terrible shit about a Hogan. Not just the not just the stuff that he's caught on camera saying and, and stupid shit that he said and um, things that he's done. Not 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 that. Not the not the racist stuff that he's done. But like the um. Just the backstabbing stuff that he's done behind the scenes with the with all the wrestlers. You hear countless amounts of things about how he constantly pushed people down. I mean, even I just watched recently when he lost the title Undertaker. Undertaker, Mark Calloway is one of the most professional. I was never like a massive Mark, uh, Mark Calloway, like Undertaker f- character fan. People love him. People love him. Um, and I just never, there's just some people that everyone like loves. That I was like, yeah, I just never was a big Undertaker fan. Big Mark Calloway fan. Massive Mark Calloway fan from the way that he carries himself in the business, the way he's respected in the locker room. Like, there's 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 no one better than him. He's the there's no one better than him. You're just positive things about maybe a couple people here and there, but hardly ever. He's the pinnacle of what like a loyal worker, but like respected by everybody. Like so, when he fought Hogan and lost the title of Hogan, he was very careful with Hogan and made. And you look at the footage, he gives him a tombstone pile driver. It's fine. Hogan's fine. He just he barely even comes close to hitting the canvas. And Hogan didn't want to lose or something and made some bullshit up that he like hurt himself just to put the Undertaker to get the Undertaker in trouble. It's like shit like that. And I heard other things that he's done in the past. Like they're not gonna cover that in the movie. Not not in this movie. But I don't know. I don't know who would want to play. I st- but I still will watch it just for the nostalgia purposes of it. And the fact that I think Chris Hemsworth would be amazing at it. Um, so I don't know. I don't know who I'd, who would want to see. Um, love to see like a, like an actual movie based on like the, the Monday night wars, but it, you'd, you'd have just too much involvement with WWE. And they're not, they're not going to let you tell the real story. Uh, all right. Next one. Last one. Oh, that's, this is too tough. I saw this one. I was like, Oh, I got to pull that. And I, and of course I didn't, uh, I can't give you my ten favorite Cobra Kai episodes. I just, I, off the top of my head, I, I, I don't. I, I will tell you that my one of my favorite ones is season the the what was the last shit? I don't know how many seasons are there? Three. So I think it was see, the end of season two. How many seasons are there? Cobra, Cobra Kai. I feel like that, I can't remember. Season four, Cobra Kai. What what is that? When does that come out? Oh, it's wait a minute. Fourth season. Oh, no, no, so there's been four seasons. Okay, so it was season three then. Season three, the end of season three, um, the end of season three was one of my favorite episodes because it had the most kind of Star Wars-y thing where Daniel and and Johnny also linked back up, Kreese, all that. So, yeah, that's right. Season one was the setup. Season two was when Kreese comes in. Season three was... The bra- yeah, and then four was this last one was silver. Uh, I think f- I, as far as ranking the seasons go, I'd probably put one. Oh, I can't remember one. It's hard because I'm again. It's I'm so so fresh with it. It's one, four, three, and two only because those are the ones I remember. I I go I can go back and watch them again. I'm gonna watch them with my daughter. So, all right, that's it, guys. That's my uh, that's my show. I, I'm probably this week there probably only be two big thing episodes and one Sith this week and maybe i'm, I'm going to try to get the if, if the if love thor and thunder try to get that up there and moon Knight up there we'll see um but i'll uh but that like i got out what i got out 
uh, and make sure that you guys had, you know, your stuff to watch. Hopefully you enjoy it. Always leave your comments. Please share and like and do all that stuff. It helps out tremendously. Be good to each other. If you're able to do that, I appreciate you. And we'll see you guys on the flip side. Peace. Thank you.